Good morning, baseball fans. It is Sunday, January 29th. This is season two, episode six of Bourbon and Baseball. If you are a first-time listener, watcher, either one of those things, you should probably hide your kids. This is not an appropriate podcast for them. Um, I, well, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you want your children to listen to cuss words and sexual innuendos, by all means, you do you. Uh, but you should be warned. There's lots of cuss words, lots of F-bombs. If that is not your jam, probably should turn this off. So um, I am your host, Susie Fulton. Normally, my other co-host is Shelby Miller. She's not here. That's Tom over there. <laughs> she, obviously. I mean, well, maybe you look like a Shelby. I don't know, Tom. I feel like maybe you look more like a Tom, though, than a Shelby. Anyhow, uh, that is Tom from the Astros Baseball Podcast. And he's been on here a few times before with his other Counterpart. I was going to say better half. You're, that's not the better half. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> I'm spiting words. I apologize, Rob. I apologize. It's like co-equal good halves. How's that? That's We just won't offend anybody. I don't know. Um, but Tom, thanks for making it on to the podcast. I know that last night you had all of the bourbons and hence why we're not having bourbons today. We're just having baseball. And yeah, I am all tapped out. And good morning, Susie. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm, I'm always interested as to why we did not get Shelby because there's always a good story as to why we don't get Shelby. And she well, normally leaves you out on something that she probably should include you. So I'm always like, hmm, what is well, the... <laughs> it was her, it was her mom's uh, 50th birthday celebration mm. this weekend. So I don't, I don't know if she is currently hungover. I don't know if she's currently still partying. Uh, I don't know. So I was like, um, okay, well, and she's like, yeah, I'm all, all right. And she's like, Kim's old. I'm all, I was like, you said it, not me. I didn't, I didn't say it. That's, that's you. Anyways. So, but yeah, so Shelby, Shelby will be back at some point in time, probably next week because we have a very, I think we have a very special guest next week. Hold on. I don't have any sort of sense of time, so I don't ever know when, when things are. Yes, we do have a very special guest next week. Uh, and she will be back for that. So, uh, we, Look for that on our social medias, Twitter, Instagrams, and that will be very, 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 very fun. I'm very excited about that. So, but anyhow, we, uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to start with some news around the league and then we'll lead into the Astro stuff. And Tom is really hoping that we have enough time because I dropped this little nugget before we started recording. And if we have enough time, I'm going to tell you all about the New York Yankee wife swap. So we're, apparently we're just going to zoom through this because Tom's very excited. I'm just going to stop talking at what point and be like, <laughs> all right, it's, it's, it's wife swap time. Okay. Wife right, swap time. TikTok, let's go. <laughs> um, so uh, news around the league. We're, we'll start with, I guess, the biggest news around the league, uh, Hall of Fame. So Fred McGriff, from what I understand, got voted in earlier by the Veterans Committee. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Correct. And then Scott Rowland got voted in. I guess the quote unquote normal way of the baseball writers. I have half of my Twitter very excited that Scott Rowland was very deserving of this. And yes, Scott Rowland deserves to be in the hall of fame. And then I have the other half of my Twitter that is saying that Scott Rowland does not deserve to be in the hall of fame. And I'm just over here becoming a baseball fan in 2018. been like, I don't know who any of these guys are so so <laughs> th thoughts on that tom 
So I did watch Scott Rowland play baseball, and for a period of time, he was one of the elites of the game. I definitely feel like when his numbers are stacked up, he was worthy. A lot is made when, when it comes to the, the Hall of Fame voting. They really gatekeep based on when you get in, right? If your numbers are good, they will they will get you into the hall, but it's always like, okay, what year do you get in the hall? You know, it's it's it if it was, you know, Jeter or something like that, it's unanimous, year one, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Bagwell, it took him a while. You know, Biggio wasn't wasn't like and and I guess for us, we kind of just feel like, why? Why do it? Just just put him in the hall. But right. that's their way of kind of establishing, okay, this is the level of which... Like a, like a pecking order? Basically. Okay. So with this one, I feel like I feel like the reason that, which I guess we're going to get into, the people that didn't make it, it was more about, oh, well, that this year they're not... They're, they shouldn't be in on this year. They'll get in before, because there's like a 10-year window, I believe, right. mm-hmm. that they have to get in the hall before they can't get in the hall. They have right. 10 opportunities. So the guys that got really, really close, it really feels like they literally didn't get in because it's not their year, so to speak. Yeah. So when we talk about the next, the next person that, you know, we'll probably get in next year. Right. Astro okay. great. Well, so yes, Astro great. All time, super awesome reliever, Billy Wagner. I, again, I want you, I want everyone, when they hear this, put this in the frame of reference that Susie only became a baseball fan in 2018. Okay. So anything, literally anything before 2018, it's like just a big black gaping hole and I don't, I don't know shit. So (laughs) I, in my infinite wisdom, just thought Billy Wagner was on the Astros for his entire career. And then when they were showing his like highlight reel, I'm all, Hold on. What? What? He was, he was a Met? When was he a Met? I don't... What's going on? And my <laughs> husband's just shaking his head over there. And he's like, what? And I was like... Meh. Again, 2018. I don't know these things. So I... So what? He was a Met? And then was he a Philly as well? Mm-hmm. Is that? Okay. Was that, was that the three? I feel like there I was believe, I believe so. I know like you kind of lose your, your guys once they leave, right? Like nobody's going to remember Lance Mer- Berkman was a Yankee. <laughs> Um, side note, I didn't realize that Lance Berkman was a Cardinal. See? And I watched, I watched that, I watched that 2011 World Series, um, entirety. And when I tell you that I was shocked and appalled that Lance Berkman was a Cardinal, I'm like, what? What happened? And Mike's like, I, you just, yes, he won a ring with the Cardinals. It's just, it's the, and I'm all, but he's skinny and he can play. And I, and th- it was a whole thing about the 2011 World Series. It's, there was <laughs> it lots looked of wrong, though. I had, I had lots of reactions to a lot of those players that I only knew the later later years of their career. Like Yachty or Molina. When, the, when they put Yachty's stats up there, I was like, wait, hold on. Uh, Yachty was a good hitter? What? Yachty and was a I said that, to, I said that, to, <laughs> I said that to, to some Cardinals fans, and they about died. They about died. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, don't, don't come for me. Don't come for me. Again, frame of <laughs> reference, 2018. Okay. 2018. You want to sit there and tell me that Yadier Molina was a good hitter from 2018 on? And they're all, no, he was really good. I was like, I'm not talking about his catching abilities. Okay. Not talking about that. I'm talking about his bat. Anyways, 
not, neither here nor there. Anyways, Billy <laughs> Wagner did not get into the hall this year, and he had 68.1% of the votes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it 75% of the votes that they need to get in order to get in? Is it some Correct. Okay. Okay. So here's my dumb baseball fan question. And I want to preface this with, I realize that the Hall of Fame is a very prestigious honor. However, does getting voted into the Hall of Fame, is that, is that, is that it? Like you just get to say that you're in the baseball hall of fame. And I, and I want, again, not, not just, but like, there's no like monetary compensation on that. Like there's no, it's just, you, <clears throat> hey, you can put hall of famer in front of your name when they announce you. Is that, is that basically it? Or am I missing stuffs? I feel like a lot of it is the ability to now advertise yourself as a baseball hall of famer later on you know what i mean like okay. i don't know that you earn something mm -hmm. like there's a, like they don't cut a check like right. all right good job here's the you know the big paper ones that they hold up right. you know i don't think there's right. any of that but i feel that immediately after you start seeing people selling cars or selling you know brisket okay. or, or barbecue rub or whatever you want to call it you know so okay. so it's it's prestige is is literally Again, I say literally, but that's, there's no, you know, like baseball hall of fame is not paying you to be in the hall of fame. It's, it is just, you can now proclaim yourself as a hall of famer and then get, you know, commercial rights or advertising, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I imagine if they ask you to represent the baseball hall of fame at something, I'm mm -hmm. sure they cut a check somewhere. Okay. You know what I mean? Which. Okay good chance that person's probably going to do it anyway. So now right. he just gets to add, you know. Okay. okay. See, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to do research on the baseball hall of fame in my infinite spare time about why, why the 10 years and why the, why do you fall off the ballot if you don't get enough votes the first year? Because when I tell you that I was shocked that, Lance Berkman was not on this ballot ever because uh, he didn't get enough votes the first year. I was, I was a little taken aback and a little confused. And I believe the way it works too was like, I think you have to have like 5% or something like that. And it's like, if you don't have the minimum, then they're like, okay, you'll never make it to the 75 required. So is they it, knock you off the ballot. Five? I thought it was 10%. I thought you had like the first year, I thought you had to get the, the get 10% of the, the Let's votes. Find out. Uh, baseball. We're, it we're says players we're... receiving less than 5% will drop off of future ballots. So mm, this year, okay. guys like Bronson Arroyo, R.A. Dickey, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Hudson Street, uh, Matt Cain, Jacoby Ellsbury, they will no longer be on the ballot because they got less than 5%. Don't come for me, baseball people. I don't know who any of those are. <laughs> they were very good baseball players. Uh, I wouldn't say so, any of them were great. They all had seasons where it was like, wow. I believe R.A. Dickey won the Cy Young once because uh, he was a big knuckleball pitcher. And okay. Won a bunch of won a bunch of uh, won a bunch of games one year. Can't remember exactly what. But I mean, you know, he got 
0.3% of the vote. <laughs> so oh. yeah, so it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even like, close. Yeah. there wasn't even a chance. Exactly. Okay. And I think that's the big deal, right? Now that, like you said, a Berkman doesn't make a whole lot of sense because when you stack him up against other first basemen, his numbers are very competitive, very, very comparable. So it's kind of like, and he's got the ring on top of that, where some of these guys that are getting votes never won anything. Never. So do you think then he'll get in, obviously not through the, the Writers Association, do you think he'll get in via the, what is that, the the, the players? What? How did Fred McGriff get in? What was that? Uh, he got in by a 16-member Contemporary Baseball Error Players Committee. And uh, Players I guess they okay. voted for that in December. So that's basically their extra vote saying, look, I understand the writers and, and they didn't feel he was a Hall of Famer. We do. Gotcha. So Fred McGriff, another amazing first baseman. He played for those great Brave teams, uh, what, mid, early 90s, I think. And... They got to the World Series. Uh, I'm, I'm rough with the years. They got to the World Series like four times and never won it. So you could tell was, me that Fred McGriff was like a purple people eater, and I'd be all, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Don't know. Well, his his nickname was the Crime Dog. If that helps you, that now that I did hear that I did. Okay. Hear. Um. So okay. So then I, if if there is a players committee, I I think that. I think maybe Lance Berkman would get in. I don't. I don't know if Lance Berkman pissed off the baseball writers. Was he not nice to the baseball writers? Is that why he did? He didn't get the votes, or do we know? I, to me, there... I think it's it's really subjective, right? So Houston has what maybe four baseball writers that carry that kind of weight. Uh, John McClain, I think he's one of them. And when you think about all these other cities. If you didn't like go above and beyond, they probably weren't going to vote for you. And you're probably right. He probably didn't, you know, treat somebody the way, you know, they wanted to be treated. And I don't think, I don't think Berkman was like a, a, a bad guy. He just doesn't seem like he was very outspoken. You know, when you think about faces of the game, mm -hmm. guys end up getting accolades because, you know, home run derbies or right. the media pumps them up, you know. Nothing gets Julio Rodriguez, but, you know, us in Houston think right. Jeremy Pena was a better, you know, young person, young talent, but. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but right now uh, he might end up on MLB The Show, <laughs> on the cover. That's true. That's true. Well, hopefully, maybe. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, okay, then let's, then let's compare someone who everyone is pretty much in agreement that will get in probably next year. Um and again, I've heard multiple, multiple points of view on this, this certain player. And, and that's Todd Helton that played for the Rockies. And I really feel bad. But I've heard the comparison made that if Todd Helton is in, it basically now lowers the standard to the Hall of Very Good. And I was like, oh, that that's, I feel like them's fighting words. But again, I don't, I don't really know. So um, I was looking kind of stuff up just kind of sporadically. And so Todd Helton had a WRC plus of 132 over his career, 369 home runs, 
um, a war of 54.9, and he only played first base. And he played half of his games in cores. Now, I understand that, you know, he played half of his games in cores. However, how do you fault the man for the team that he played for? You know what I'm saying? Like, that he doesn't have a choice of where he where he gets to play, like that's his, that's his team. So I see both, both sides of that argument. However, uh, Lance Berkman, who again, fell off the, the ballot after the first year, had a 144 WRC plus, uh, 366 home runs, a war of 55.9. And he played all the outfield spots and even made uh, an all-star team as a center fielder. So I was having, I was having this, this discussion with, um, my husband and other various people, because I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. Can center fielders play the corners, but some, but most corners cannot play center field. Is that, is that what I'm to, to understand? Is that like most, most widely regarded as, yeah, that's kind of how, how it goes. For me, Mm -hmm. uh, when, when I think about the way it kind of works and you can see it a little bit when Kyle Tucker, they slide him over to center. It's all about your ability to be athletic enough to read and react to the the, the, the ball coming off the bat. Right. So center fielders are the the, the quarterbacks out there. They 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 have the entire you know wherewithal mm-hmm. to call left and right off. Like it's it's my ball unless it's not. You know what I mean? Right. So when you see guys play center field that don't play center field, kind of like Kyle. Mm-hmm. It looks a little foreign. He's got to wait it, you know, see it in a little bit more where you see some of the, the, the best players, Julio Rodriguez, for example, they make amazing plays because that's just their natural. It's a comfort thing. You know, right. that's the only thing I know how to play. So right. you're right in a sense where a center fielder can play any outfield spot, more or less in my mind, where right. only some corner outfield guys can play center field. Yeah. Cause I'm not putting Kyle Schwarber in center field like that's not that's not a thing that we're gonna do sorry philly fans <laughs> i feel like maybe you would agree with me unless you were just like the homerist of homer fans um for i mean we we wouldn't put yordan in center field right like that's not a thing that we're gonna do i would put yordan everywhere but that's just- <laughs> <laughs> you're like just clones of yordan just at all of all of the positions 11 of them let him pitch i'm going with that too <laughs> right so um so yeah, when I when I saw these 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 stats of Todd Helton versus Lance Berkman, I was like, oh, all right then. I guess I guess that that Hall of Very Good is a um, thing that you know maybe maybe we'll we'll water quote unquote water down. I don't know. There's again, I come into the baseball fandom in 2018, so I did not I did not see any of these people play. Like it's literally only YouTube videos that you know YouTube clips that I'm watching. So it's, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I have, I don't have a educated idea of this. So the more I learn and the more I get into it, I'm all, Oh, okay. I see. I see why people are mad. So, but anyways, so if you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, come let us know on, on YouTube, I guess, come let me know. Tom's like, I don't give a fuck. Like Go talk to Susie. <laughs> That's not true. I definitely want to know. I will definitely check in. <laughs> okay. Susie, okay. tell me what they said. <laughs> okay. Good to know. So, um, okay. So let's talk about World Baseball Classic for, uh, for a hot minute. I'm only going to cover like right now, Korea because represent and then USA. If you would like more 
WBC talk, we will, I will direct you to Sean Spradling. Amazing guy. I had him on the podcast a couple of months ago. I want to say, um, shout out Sean. Like I had Sean on like to begin with. So has a brand new podcast coming out. Um, all of the world baseball, world baseball, classic content. Words are hard. He has over there and he will direct you to all of the the lineups. We could literally spend 43 episodes on all of the world baseball classic content. God, words are hard. So Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals. If, if you are wondering why I am specifically telling you about Korea, if you guys don't follow the YouTube and you just follow my voice, maybe you guys don't understand that I'm Korean. So that's why I'm initially interested in this. So Tommy Edmond uh, of the Cardinals is going to play for Korea. He is half Korean. Um, and Hassan Kim of the Padres also. So Tommy Edmond is like super utility, can play pretty much anywhere. I think they have him slotted at second for Korea. And then Hassan Kim, I think is slotted at shortstop. So um, shout out to those MLB players that are playing for Korea. And I'm very excited to watch that. Uh, Team USA, I feel like Team USA kind of stacked, right? Like I'm going to just read you off the starting nine. I'll read you off the bench and then all of the, the, um, pitchers. I'm not going to read you all the pitchers cause that's like an entire list, but <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of pitchers. Um, catcher JT Real Muto from the Phillies. Uh, we all saw what he did in the world series. Best catcher probably in the league. First base, Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals won. No, not, not one. He was runner up. No, 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 no. Nolan Arenado was runner up to Paul Goldschmidt. Or do I have that backwards? I think Goldie won it. You're talking was about uh, NL MVP? NL, yeah. Yeah, I okay. think it was him. I was like, it was one and two, and now I don't remember. So Paul Goldschmidt, <laughs> um, <clears throat> NL MVP. First base, uh, second base, Jeff McNeil from the Mets, who apparently just signed a very team-friendly extension with the Mets. We'll we'll get into that in a minute too. Uh, shortstop Trey Turney, Trey Turner, formerly of the Dodgers, now of the Phillies. Third base Nolan Arenado, runner-up of the NL MVP from the Cardinals. Left field they have Kyle Tucker in left field, which I found interesting. Going back to that whole like outfielder position how how much more difficult is left field going to be for him than right field is it like opposite movements or how does that work i feel like that for predominantly of the hitters being right-handed mm-hmm. left field gets less attention oh okay so that's why we have him in right field because well we have him in we have him in right field but the world baseball classroom has, has him in left field Right, because it isn't right field Aaron Judge? Uh, right field is Mookie Betts. Or, okay. Okay, so, so yeah. Yeah, so, so left field is Kyle Tucker. Center field, Mook, Mookie Trout. Lord have mercy. Mike Trout. I can't read <laughs> or speak, apparently. And then right field, Mookie Betts. So I was I was like, oh, that's that's weird. But I guess, no, Mookie Betts is like, no, I'm going to play. I'm going to play right. So that I, I was wondering... I mean, I, th- I feel like Kyle Tucker is athletic enough that he will be able to make that adjustment. But I just, I guess, wanted to know how difficult that adjustment would be. But I don't know. He's a professional athlete. 
Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal because he won't see as much of the, you know, they just don't hit the ball over in the left field as much as they do to right field because of how many people bat from that side of the plate. So, yeah, the really crazy thing is 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 Mookie, man. Do you know? Do you know how talented that guy is? He like makes me sick. Like every time his name is said, because he's like a three hundred bowler, which I can't do, and I bowl all the time. He, he he can dunk a basketball, um, and he's you know. So basically, what you're telling me is Mookie Betts is just a super athletic human that it that excels in pretty much any anything that he puts his mind to is what you're not, telling me. Not supposed to be that good. Not at everything. No. Like, right. Like you're elite baseball player. That is, it's supposed to stop there. We're supposed to be able to watch the bloopers and all the stuff of the <laughs> no, and and guys just really talented. Yeah. So well, it. Sucks to be God's favorites. Like I don't, I don't even know what to tell you. That's <laughs> that's why that's why God that's why God didn't give me the ability to do, to do math or boobs because He knew that I would be unsufferable, <laughs> insufferable, unsufferable. See, like He didn't even give me the ability to apparently speak proper English either. So eh, who knows? But anyway. at least you realize that if you had all the superpowers, it'd be it'd be unfair. At least would- at least you're okay with that. I, I'm not okay with it. I'm not 100% <laughs> not okay with it. Like I, I am truly deaf. No, I'm not truly devastated, but I, it, the world would not know what to do with a Susie that did not cry over her math homework every night. That's <laughs> the world would not know what to do with it. So, but going back to the bench for team USA, we have Will Smith, um, arguably possibly one of the best young catchers, in the league and that that does truly pain me to say since he is a dodger but that will smith not that will smith the other will smith the white will smith not to get your name out my wife's mouth (laughs) get my wife's name out your mouth will smith uh bobby wood jr from the royals pete alonzo from the mets tim anderson from the white Sox. now is tim gonna play or is he still hurt because i know that he didn't play for for the White Sox because he was hurt all of the season or something. So I was interested in that. But Cedric Mullins and then Kyle Schwalba. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, to watch Team USA. I'm very excited to watch this entire World Baseball Classic to begin with. But um, that is that rounds out our, our Team USA. And um, I'm very, very excited to watch all of that. And then watch all of the rest of the Astros players in the various countries that they're going to play for. I don't know how we're going to field a spring training team though. Like who's, who's left after I read off all of the other players that are playing for the other various countries. Well, if you make it out to Sugarland to see the space Cowboys, you're probably going to get to see a lot of them playing (laughs) spring training. So so what you're telling me is that we will see like some Corey Jolks, some Justin Durden, like some <sighs> Corey Lee, Yonair Diaz. So what you're telling me? David right, Hensley. Well, look, David Hensley in my mind already on the Astro. Like I don't even consider him part of the Sugarland Space Cowboys any longer. Okay, like that David Hensley has fully jumped to that stage in my head. Well, you you think that the way he is like arm in arm with Bregs, 
Pena, like all all summer long or all off season mm-hmm. long, mm-hmm. where where they've been, he's been sporting Thick events. Thick yes, yes. I I am thrilled about it. Quite honestly, I'm like, yes, David Hensley, you just you just stay there, you just soak up all the knowledge because <laughs> I in, inevitably baseball words are being spoken. I just I know it. Probably not. They're probably like, I am not talking about baseball at all ever again. But in my head, I feel like. David Hensley is soaking up all that like Uncle Mike knowledge. But did um, you see the fit for the baseball or uh, the the what Houston Sports the Awards? Houston Sports Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so legitimately <laughs> all season when I pulled like when David Hensley would come up, I'm like he reminds me of someone famous and I don't know who it is, and it bugged me all season long. And then he pulled up. I'm all, oh my god, it's Ryan Gosling. He looks like Ryan Gosling, but like a taller Ryan Gosling. Done. Done. I, I, <laughs> I was not. I there it is. It was Ryan Gosling, and now I cannot unsee it. And David Hensley is just a much, much higher, taller Ryan Gosling. And I, I may be dead now. I may have. Sounds died. like you're here for it. <laughs> you're absolutely I'm here for it. One, one thousand percent here for <laughs> it. But, but I've been on the David Hensley train for months for months when that DH was just a black hole of nothingness. I, I, and I looked back on my Twitter to see if I really, I'm like, am I just, am I being a homer on myself? But I feel like I was on the David Hensley train, like very early on. And I went back to my Twitter to see very early on, I was on the David Hensley train. I was like, that's (laughs) just, I want you to know David Hensley, biggest, biggest Dan right here. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about all of these players playing for the World Baseball Classic. So on on our team, we have Ryan Presley pitching, and I'm so excited to see Ryan Presley pitching against our other players. Very excited about this. Kyle Tucker, we went over that. For Venezuela, obviously, our short king, Jose Altuve. Um, and then literally, literally all of our pitching from the Dominican. Just filth, just filth all across the board. So we have Fromber, we have Javi, we have Brian Abreu, we have Hector Neris, we have Rafael Montero, um, we have Jeremy Pena, our my shortstop forever. I know some some Astros fans are still pining over Carlos Correa. Get over yourself, Jeremy Pena is here to stay. Uh, (laughs) That will not endear me to the to the crowd. But anyhow, Um, and then Puerto Rico, we got uh, bench coach. Alex Cintron, who was our who was our hitting coach, and then Maldi. Did you know that Maldi was playing for Puerto Rico? I was not aware of that. I did not know, but I'm I'm sure like he's going to coach them at some point, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, I was like I was looking at Sean Spradling, um, Twitter, and all of the little player picture Breakdowns, things that he does. Profiles. Breakdowns, rosters. Yes, see, words are hard. <laughs> and I saw his name. I was like. I didn't. I wasn't aware that Martin Maldonado was doing that. So, I guess we'll see um, Jake Myers and Chaz McCormick and uh, Michael Brantley. Hopefully, maybe um, JJ Madjevic. Maybe JJ. I think of. Um, oh, Jose Arquiti is is pitching also for Mexico. Is Luis Garcia pitching for Mexico? No, I think he's also on that Dominican roster that's just loaded. Is he? <laughs> oh. Because I'm dumb, not Mexico. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, I get Puerto Rico and, and and Cuba mixed up all the time, so I, I understand. Okay. Well, I, literally, 
I mean, I get Spencer Schrider and Dylan Cease mixed up in my head because everyone apparently is like a generic white guy. So I'm all, I don't know. <laughs> all Asians look the same to me. It's, it's, it is what it is at this point. I'm all different flags, different flags. I don't know these flags. I got to go look up these flags. Who, who are you? Where are you from? That makes me a bad fan. I don't know the country of origin apparently. So, but very excited to see all of those World Baseball Classic games in Miami and in Phoenix and then spring training and just give me all of the baseball. I need all of the baseball very, very soon. Very soon. But speaking of Jose Arquiti though, did you know that him and his beautiful wife, Estefania, had their baby? I did not, but I knew that yes. it was getting close. Yes, they had their baby. And then I went to go look for it on Instagram because I saw an Instagram story on it. And I was not a stalker and I did not screenshot it like I should have because <laughs> I go back to look and there's God. no mention. There's no mention on their Instagram. I'm all, okay. But there is, there is a baby. There's a baby. Jake Myers had, not Jake Myers, but like his wife had their baby too. I was also shocked. So hopefully Jake Myers has, comes back with some big dad energy. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Jake Myers. I really don't know what the cards hold for Jake Myers. I, I feel like, you know, Chaz, Chazmania is, is a thing. And it's going to be really hard for Jake to crack that. I think Yiner Diaz is coming. And I want to say that they're going to make an attempt to try to get him and his bat into the clubhouse in some form or fashion because he can catch and play outfield. So one way would be potentially to be... Outfielder first. Uh, outfield supposedly they got him in the out i think they got him doing that too everybody on the astros now that can is all got some kind of super utility we want you to play everywhere a role interesting because i saw him taking reps at first i but i haven't seen him taking reps in the outfield but mm -hmm. then again i don't i don't know so do you think then so okay so then here we go here's the hot take tom who makes who makes the roster come opening day Corey Lee or Yanir Diaz? I would say Corey Lee at uh, in the beginning, just because he's the more catcher prospect, so to mm -hmm. speak. But I think they find a way to get Yanir. The first injury, the first anything, you know, they want to carry an extra position player because they're doing like a six-man rotation or something like that. Then I think he's the guy that would make that although they just got somebody i'm struggling with his name kind of like uh the way they picked up oh man names are hard are you talking about blind, are you talking about blind address yes blind address is not going to make this opening day roster i i, I wouldn't Check. think that either but it's so weird how you know they had to add him to the 40 man and they traded for him so he reminds me of the same way they went out and got verlander's personal center fielder you know that make any sense? Stop, huh? talking. Stop talking about Mauricio Dubon. <laughs> he's a thing. I don't I like know. it either, but he's a thing. Okay. And now, if if there are some Mauricio Dubon uh, stands listening to this, do, don't get it twisted. Mauricio Dubon, as a player, not a fan. As a person, 1,000% on Mauricio Dubon's train. Okay? His dog's freaking adorable. Okay? Go. <laughs> Go look at the go look at the dogs. It, it so cute, so cute. Got a pug. Got a got a French bulldog. I need I need Mauricio Dubon 
somewhere else. I need Mauricio Dubon somewhere else so that, I don't know, we could get like Corey Jolks up there or I just, oh. Mauricio Dubon frustrates me. I, I, I don't think, I don't think Blimey Dress cracks the, the, I don't think, I don't think he does. I think they got him as a just in case and he's just going to chill, chill in Sugarland. And I think something Matt's, we're knocking on wood here. Um, I think something massive has to happen in order for Blind Madras to like make it onto the Astros. Like some catastrophic injury to multiple players kind of thing. I kind of see it the other way, like a trade the same way, you know, they made the trade at the trade deadline to you know, say they need a bullpen arm or mm-hmm. catcher or, you know, God forbid something happens with Baldy and we don't love Corey or we don't, don't love Yiner. And they move Dubon or Chaz or somebody. You know what I mean? Something they're not like moving that. Chaz. They're, they're not moving Chaz, Tom. They're, they're not. They're, I don't... You, you put the respect on his name, <laughs> sir. You put the respect on his name. They, if anything, I think maybe Jake Myers will be trade bait. Like I think maybe they'll get they'll get some they'll get some they'll let Jack they'll play they'll let Jake play to get him some to get him to some shine and be like, look, look at this shiny person that we have. And then I think maybe they'll. Okay. So let me ask you this. Okay. Two years ago, would you have said Jose series getting traded? Yes. Really? There was yeah, a was lot never, of love. There was a lot of love for Jose series and his flash. Never, and, you know, I was never on the Jose series train. I loved his speed and I loved, I never loved his bat. Never in a million years did I love his bat. And I know that that's not why they signed Jose series for his batting capabilities. Like I was where. But I was never on the Jose Siri train, but I was fully on the Jake Myers train. And the fact that he regressed so far back just physically hurt my heart. And then when they pulled him up and he was like physically okay, but I think mentally, mentally I don't think he was there. That also hurt my heart because I was like, Jake Myers, I need you. I need you back. I need you back on the, on the, I need you back here, like doing things. And you could just tell he was not the same jake myers as as he was so i chas mccormick is our center fielder maybe not forever but for a while for a while and i think jake i just worry like if he ever struggles if there's ever a one for 37 you know does the front office does the fan base go the fan base better not turn on him the fan base turns on him i will I will fight all of you. I will fight <laughs> all of you in Chaz McCormick's honor. Okay. The, the Susie on Twitter. Astros Twitter. Quit your shit. Leave him alone. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I will make another TikTok rant and we, we will, we will fight and I will, I will fight you. Um, <laughs> I could see that. I could see maybe the front office having, having some, having some reservations and then doing the whole flip flop thing. But I, but I feel like maybe that was kind of Chaz's issue this season though was because he what he was kind of on that bubble and like am i playing am i not playing do i get do i get the time do i not get the time and i i'm hoping fingers crossed that maybe that he will be a little bit more play with a little bit more uh, or less reserve maybe a little bit more loose if he knows that that is his, that it, that is his spot for a while at least you know and i hope i hope that he rakes i mean like if if he can just hit all of the, you know, left-handed pitching, like that would be delightful. And if he could maybe take some of that shine, 
to the right-handed pitchers, that would also be delightful, Jazz. Like, and I know that, you know, he's not sitting on his ass, like, not trying. Um, so I just – I think that Jake Myers eventually will get traded. I think he is trade bait for, for somebody because I think – I think they're going to roll with chess. I hope they're going to roll with chess, but but who makes those decisions? Um, There's a brand new man in town to do that. Mm-hmm. And the question I have for you, Susie, yes, is what can Brown do for you? He can get down. That's what he can. Dana, <laughs> get down, Brown. Okay. Um, so if if you did not follow the whole general manager saga, unfortunately. James Click was only offered a one-year contract after winning the World Series, <laughs> after the whole sign-stealing debacle. And I kind of feel, I kind of feel real bad for James Click, but I, I don't think it was a, I don't think it was a, um, work-related issue. I don't think, I don't think Jim Crane found that to be lackluster. I really, honestly believe it was a difference of personalities and difference of not work ethic. That's not the attitude maybe. And I'm not saying that, that, so, that James Cook had an attitude. I'm just saying that it maybe wasn't as gung ho as, as Jim Crane wanted it to be. I don't know. So what I read and what I heard mm-hmm. is that it was philosophically different and pretty major, like, like serious stuff where Crane and Dusty were in line and Click was like, oh no, I'm 180 degrees the other way. So things that supposedly really rubbed people the wrong way. Dusty wanted Jeremy in the two hole. Click did not. Uh, Crane wanted Click to go out and get some serious firepower at the trade deadline. People viewed his trades as not. So he was more of a frugal general manager where a lot of people believe that Jim Crane does not have a problem spending money. Right. You just have to sell him on, no, the, I'm not, the, I'm not buying, you know, a uh, great value brand here. I'm buying <laughs> no, and, and nothing against great value because there are some things that you just need great value sometimes. Right. 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 Yeah. But when I say I want Velveeta cheese, I'm not buying great value cheese. I'm I'm getting Velveeta because we know that tastes different. You know exactly, exactly. So we, we or want, craft we, or whatever. We want the we want the name brand toilet paper. Okay, none of that like single ply. None of that. That's not what we want. We want <laughs> we want all of the Scotts Scotts tissue. Right. Um. But so yes. So James Click and everyone's like, oh, he fired. I was like, well, no, technically, technically, you know. Jim did offer a contract. It just wasn't a very good contract. And it was basically just a slap in the face. So, you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. But we, after an exhaustive search, apparently, where the last two final candidates were Dana Brown from the Atlanta Braves or Brad Osmus, who I, that that is a whole other can of worms. Thankfully, thankfully, we signed we, we signed Dana Brown from the Atlanta Braves, and he has a quite quite honestly amazing resume. So, I mean, I'm going to just read this off real quick. So, from the he worked for the Braves of the VP of Scouting from 2019 to 2022. Um, if any of y'all forgot, I know you guys won't, um, but you know the Braves did did win a World Series there. 
in that in that time frame. So uh, he was responsible for scouting Michael Harris, signing Michael Harris, Spencer Strider. Michael Harris is the center fielder, their center fielder that won Rookie of the Year, uh, NL Rookie of the Year. Excuse me, um, Spencer Strider, Quadzilla, amazing starting pitcher, has a majestic soup strainer as well. Vaughn Grissom <laughs> over there at shortstop. Uh, he was the NL rookie of the year runner-up. So, you know, I think maybe scouting is 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 maybe his forte. Like, I think maybe he's good at that. So uh, before the Braves, he w- he worked for the Blue Jays as a special assistant to the GM from 2010 to 2018. Led the Blue Jays to their first postseason appearance in the uh, since 1993. Um, in 2015, they won the AL East. 2016, they got to the wild card. And then before that, they before that he was the Nationals, um, which the Montreal Expos turned into the Nationals from 2001 through 2009. And he was the director of scouting. So I feel like lots of lots of scouting, lots of front office experience. I'm very excited to see what Dana Brown does. The press conference, if y'all didn't see the press conference, was electric. Electric. Tell me about tell me about the press conference, Tom. How did you feel about that? So Dana Brown had me ready to run through a brick wall for this man off rip day one. Start the season tomorrow. Let's go cook. Amazing stuff. He I mean, the line that everybody took from it was we want to be greedy, you know, about winning. Get, get greedy with winning. I mean, Sign I don't know. I don't know what, what more you want to hear from a GM saying, oh, no, we're here to stay. We ain't going nowhere. This 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 window is Minute Maid's roof. It's wide open, you know. You, I mean, he, he could say that he wants to empty himself into the city. <laughs> I, <laughs> sir, <laughs> I have many questions. <laughs> was there not a better way to say that? Was there not a better way that you could have phrased that? I was like, I'm sorry, what now? You want to do what? I, I mean, I understand I understand the, the meaning behind it, but I feel like maybe it could have been phrased a, a little bit. Let, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just dirty. I, who knows? I don't know. Not me. <laughs> um, but the, do you think the hashtag for us next year will, will be get greedy, get greedy about wins? I don't know, but if it is, I'm not mad maybe at it. Just, maybe you just get greedy. Well, I hopefully it's not empty ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The Hash- one thing, the one, yeah, hashtag empty. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I will say to try to get back on, the, on track, uh, this guy has been around some amazing prospects and been scouting amazing prospects. He's also got some Astros ties. He went to school with Craig Biggio at Seton Hall. So he also drafted Craig Biggio's son, Cavan for the Blue Jays. Uh, He was also in the building with Atlanta when they just literally signed all of their young talent to very team-friendly contracts. Harris. Is that because they have Alex Anthopoulos' island? I'm okay with that. He was in the room listening to the whole thing. Go, you know what I mean? Like, but do but do we also need do we also need something then? Do we need like a crane's cave to keep all of the the players' families kidnapped hmm. and, and held held for ransom? 
if if people don't know what I'm talking about, go back to, to our first episode of the season where I discussed the conspiracy theory that this is why the Braves have such team-friendly deals is because Alex Anthopoulos owns an island and is currently keeping all of the players' families for ransom until they sign this team-friendly deal. Go back. Okay? If go go that, back to that. If that's what we need, then... then okay. Let's do it. Buy sign, the island. Sign you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, we can't, we can't have an island. Well, I mean, there's plenty of islands down here uh, off the shores, but I feel like we need the alliteration. It needs to be like Crane's Cave or Crane's... You know, what, what do you an oil and gas guy? Give me an oil rig. Put, put them all there in a go. royal rig. <laughs> Done. Done. All right. Book I think it. he was actually like shipping or so, transportation, something like that. But... I don't know. Book it, Dan Brown. Book it. That's, that's what needs to happen. But do you, do you think his first, Dan Brown's first big things will be signing extensions for various players? There's two that, that, that we're really hoping because they went to arbitration. So we talked about this on, on Astros Baseball Podcast. The thought, or at least the thought that I had at the time, was that the reason those guys went to arbitration because it gave them more time to negotiate an extension and use this season in it, much like they did last year with Jordan. So when we talk about Kyle Tucker, when we talk about um, what's... Christian uh, Javier. Thank you, sorry. When we talk about those two guys, we'd like to see them here long term. So if they can get, if, if Dana's first mission is to come in and try to get them locked up on something that takes care of them now, because obviously those guys are amazing and we want them to feel appreciated with the monopoly money that is not ours, right? But <laughs> pay him all the money, right. but we want to be able to, uh, to sign all these guys, right? Pena, that's another guy. What do we got to do to get him locked up? Go ahead and do it. You know? So, uh, Give, give me all the players. Give me all the players. I it will be. You will see a very sad. You'll see a very sad Susie if Kyle Tucker decides to test free agency, which he. I don't begrudge, begrudge the man if that's what he decides, because go get your bag, Kyle Tucker. However, I just want you to know that my heart will be broken. I know. I know that Kyle Tucker is actually watching this and being like, "Oh yeah, correct. I shouldn't. I shouldn't go test free agency because it will break Susie's heart." I know. Just doing my I part wonder. I really wonder what his engagement does for all that. Didn't he just recently get engaged? He did. He did. So I wonder. I wonder if you know he's more, uh, more motivated to get locked up. If he's more motivated to test it because he just saw what Aaron Judge got, and as far as the AL is concerned, the next best right fielder in the American League is Kyle Tucker after Aaron Judge. And uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, so the, I I see both sides of the coin. I really, <laughs> I really, really hope that Kyle Tucker stays with Astros forever. <laughs> um, do I realistically believe that? Probably not. However, when looking at at these numbers and and whatnot, um, apparently his older brother Preston was with the Astros and got hurt before he got to sign his really big contract. And maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, Preston is in his ear been like, bro, like, I, I understand that you're worth a lot of money, but what about this guaranteed money, like, over here that you get? Like, get the guaranteed bag, and then, you know, so, I, I don't know. I see both sides of the coin. 
I just selfishly want Kyle Tucker to stay with the Astros and just be our right fielder and just be our King Tuck forever and ever. Amen. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen though. I'm I'm really holding out hope. I think we have a better possibility of extending Christian Javier though than Kyle Tucker. I can totally see CJ getting a deal similar to what Lance got. And I wouldn't even think that would be a bad, you know, look financially for our end and for him because Lance is paid like, you know, an ace. Yeah. And I think that while it's not Verlander money, it's not Scherzer money, it's not peanuts either. So exactly. him exactly. being so- young enough to live through that five, six year contract and then see another one on the other side because pitchers tend to have a longer window than say position players. Hopefully that's, that's something that happens. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. I, so uh, we'll leapfrog into, into the AL Cy Young odds that I saw on Twitter. And I was a little shocked when the Caesar Sportsbook is not putting the respect on our pitchers' names. I'm like, what? The actual fucking people? What? What? <laughs> so, if if you did not, if you did not see, if you do not live on Twitter, like apparently I do, if you did not see these odds, these odds are a little crazy. So the the AL the 2023 AL Cy Young odds uh, via Caesar Sportsbook. Number one, Garrett Cole. Number two, Jacob deGrom. Both of those have plus 600 odds. Dylan Cease, Carlos Rodon, Alec Manoa, all at plus 900. Cy Young. I'm like, okay, all right. Like, I I do not, I do not discount that any of those are, are badass motherfuckers. Like, 1,000%. Yes, very good pitchers. So good. Love them. Shane Bieber at t- plus 1,200 odds. I'm like, okay, I could see that. Shohei Otani, also plus 1200 odds. Yes. Yes. See that. Perfect. Shane Clanahan. Yes. For the Rays. Perfect. I can see that. Plus 1200 odds for Robbie Ray. No, sir. (laughs) No, sir. Um, no, just, just no. And then 15 plus 1500 odds for Luis Castillo. And so I was like, okay, no, Luis Castillo. I would definitely put over Robbie Ray. Uh, do, do y'all not, did y'all not see any of the, the World Series Caesar Sportsbook? What are, you, what, what are we doing over here? So then I had to like go look at the odds to see how far down any of our pitchers were. And after Luis Castillo at 50, plus 1500 odds is Kevin Gosman at plus 1800 odds. And then we get to Fromber at plus 2000 odds. Now the site that I'm looking at is I don't even know the site I'm looking at. Hold on. There's a pop-up. Vegasinsider.com. And they have three different betting houses listed. They have, oh, no, they have multiple. <laughs> they have a lot of betting houses listed. I'm just dumb and didn't scroll. Um, but the top three are FanDuel, BetMGM, and Caesar Sportsbook. And I don't understand how odds are made and why the different betting houses have different odds. But a lot of these a lot of the pitchers have different odds through the various uh, sports books. Fromber has plus 2,000 odds across the board. Christian Javier, plus 2,500 odds across the board. 
I, I got very upset, very upset that people were not putting their respect on certain pitchers' names, AKA Fromber and Christian Javier. And, um, was questioning this and then had people tell me, stop questioning it. And if you believe it that much, go put a bet on Christian Javier and Fromber to win them all. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't understand betting. So what am I doing? Like if I bet like a hundred dollars on Christian Javier or Fromber, what do I get? And they're like, $2,500. You see them all? Oh, okay. See, math is not my forte is, is what, is what I'm trying to tell you. you know, but, so I guess yay for not putting the respect on Christian Javier and Fromber's name so that I can maybe get in on this and win some money. But also I'm big mad about it. My so you have every bad. reason to be big mad about it. Okay. Framber was third in Cy Young and CJ absolutely shoved the entire postseason. So if you were watching with your eyeballs and looked at them as dominant as they were, Everybody and their mother should go, wow, those guys are really good. Their team is going to be really good again. Hey, maybe they're going to win a bunch of games. Hey, maybe they're going to have low ERAs. They're probably going to be pretty, you know, probably going to be pretty good. Right. I can tell you who's not big mad. And that is Mattress Mac, Jim McElvain. Guaranteed with all his millions, he is going to one of these sports books, if not all of them, to go place right. bets of different levels on both these guys because when you look at where they are and what they're going to be capable of, and they're just moving up in the rotation one more spot, they're probably going to make sure they see 25 to 30 starts. And now you added one of the best first baseman, first best hitting first baseman in the league to a lineup that was already stupid deep. Oh, by the way, Michael Brantley's coming back, professional hitter who's just going to have to bat seven, eight, you know, these guys are going to have some video game numbers, in my opinion, barring anything stupid. And you're going to go, wow, how on earth were these guys not favorites for the Cy Young when you look at all these things? So, right. I mean, to Literally. Vegas, to Louisiana, to one of these states where it's legal now, if you're there and you're not putting at least 10, 15, 20, whatever, whatever you would normally just light a, a light, light, you know, light on fire because you're gambling. Right. Exactly. It's probably probably not smart because these guys are definitely going to be major contenders in my mind, where all these other guys that you named have certain warts that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, wait, where's Spencer Strider's name on this list? So just go look at the go look at the odds. Go look at the odds and then go look. I'm wondering then if if the sports books are thinking that the players, the pitchers will regress. And maybe not – that is literally the only reason why I can think of for them to, to say that, yes, we're going to – I'm like, Jacob DeGrom, really? Like, first 60, first 60 innings, he's going to be electric. And then we're going to enjoy Jacob DeGrom on the bench again. So in the case of Strider and CJ, I understand the logic from a standpoint of those guys throw a lot of pitches. They don't go mm -hmm. very deep into games. They have amazing ERAs, but, you know, their strikeout numbers will be good, but I don't think they'll get the innings. You know, that's that's one of the right. big uh, one of the big factors, right? Wins, innings, strikeouts, ERA, whip, 
those those categories tend to determine who your Cy Young candidates are or who your Cy Young winners are. And I think where they're going to have very good numbers, they probably won't have the innings. They probably won't have the wins necessary mm-hmm. because sometimes those games, if they only go five or six, they're still somewhat in doubt. So if you right. look at Fromber's win-loss – or not Fromber, I'm sorry. If you looked at CJ's win-loss record from last year, you're kind of like, that doesn't look good. But, right. I mean, then you go look at ERA and Whip, and you're like, oh, that looks amazing. So Yeah, and we're not talking like whips and chains, guys. Like Whip as in <laughs> walks, hits, and in, uh, – Innings pitch, like that's that's that 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 it's not yeah. No, no safe a, words required for no, this whip. No, no. Um, one of my one of my friends was listening who who was like, "Why are you getting into baseball? Should I listen?" And I was like, "Sure, listen." And then, uh, one of the episodes we had we had talked about it for something. She goes, "Why why are you guys talking about a whip? Is it what what's going?" On? I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, that's it's not it's not that kind of whip. That's not nope, none of that here." <laughs> you heard and all that, and all you got was whip. Yeah, you know where you're at like, right now. <laughs> maybe it would be more. I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not whatever you flush about, man. Like, I'm not arguing that. Like, but that's not, that's not this. One. So, uh, just wanted to clarify that. But we are. Um, I'm going to close out the show, Tom. I'm going to close out the show with a really fun thing that I saw on TikTok actually, and I don't remember who it was. It was this blonde girl drinking this drink, and I wanted to say like her entire account was made specifically for random ass sports facts or something and i thought i saved who it was and i did not and i'm very very sorry about that so i saw this on tiktok i did not come up with this myself but did you know that in 1972 two yankees players swapped wives no and by and when i say they swapped wives i i want to I want to correct myself and I want to tell you that they actually kind of basically swapped lives. So in 1972, Fritz Peterson and Mike Kekich, Kekich, K-E-K-I-C-H. I'm going to say Kekich. Odds are that's probably wrong. Don't come for me. They (laughs) swapped wives in the summer of 1972. They didn't, however, announce it. They literally... they held a team press conference in the summer of 1973. I don't know. I feel like if you just swapped everything, like maybe you would just kind of keep it under the, like people around you would know. I don't know. Anyways, but they literally swapped everything. Wives, pets, houses, like just picked up and just, just went over because apparently they had children and they wanted to not disrupt the children's lives. So the guys just <laughs> switched houses, um, and I, I was reading this this story, and was my mouth just dropped further and further. Got and I was just in shock. I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> and so Fritz and Susan, Suzanne, excuse me, apparently still happy, still married. Mike and Marilyn, however, not. Mike said, "Oh, just kidding. I may, I may have made a mistake." Uh, and apparently, they were on again, off again, for quite some time, and they eventually divorced. Eesh. So, yeah, uh, he moved to Me- to New Mexico, and just kind of wanted to forget the whole thing. And 
Apparently in 2011, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon started working on a movie called The Trade about this entire scenario. And Mike was not thrilled. Mike was not thrilled and he was so not thrilled that he threatened to sue. And he basically ended the the interview that they like did with him by saying that he wanted to he wanted to kill Peterson. I was like, oh, those are those are harsh words. I feel like those are those are very harsh words. Uh, but yeah, just <laughs> they apparently apparently they hung out all the time and just realized that they liked each other's significant others and then decided, okay, cool, we're just gonna we're just gonna trade. I I'm like, I need I need to I need the kids to weigh in on this. Oh, I'm sure they like, did. Mommy, what's Uncle Fritz doing here again? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how that went. Um, uh, yeah. But so, yeah. the bigger thing for me, and, and I think it's just amazing that it's the Yankees, right? Leave it to them to find a way to, you know, make new records or history right. book material. But talk about, like, if you would have told me that somebody was trying to make a movie, the first two guys I would have thought of, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Like, oh, yeah. if those guys aren't like thick as thieves, tight, 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 and would do something like that, I I would have bet all my money on it. You know, like absolutely, absolutely, it's them. And uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I, I when I saw that on TikTok, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me right now? I I think I watched it like three times. Um. So if I if I try if I find it again, uh the the actual TikTok, I will link link it in the the show description. Um, however, when I Googled it, an article did come up. I will link that article in the episode description. So if anybody hears this and wants more information or wants more complete information, it will be there. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it. I thought I just thought that that was the funniest, most random, weird thing that that I came across, and I was like, done. We got to talk about it. Gotta talk about it. So, so, in your opinion, do you think there was a monetary thing tied to it? Do you think that it was just uh, something to do in the summer of '72? Like, like how how does this happen? Uh, and 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 I, I know they made. I don't know. I I don't. I my again. My brain just is not <laughs> able to comprehend because I'm I'm thinking of of like my of my friends. And I'm all, like, I'm looking at them all. I'm like, I don't, that's not even, that's not even a thing that, that I could. It would never be a thing. Not it would a, never be a thing. That's, I don't, I don't think I could, I don't think I could do that. Like, and then just to try and like, just replace and just, yeah, no. And then just try and go back to like, oh yeah, no, no, it's all, it's all normal. Oh, all right. Then, you know, I'm like. Was it like a swinger thing? And then it like, like that's that, you know, I'm all, I, I need, I have more questions. I have more questions, but this article did not, it did not answer my questions on that. I don't know if we'll ever get those answers. Cause you know, uh, Mike, not, not a fan, not a fan of the entire thing. and just wants to forget <laughs> it, but I guess Fritz and Suzanne, super happy. But again, I, it's one of those, like looking at the situation, I'm all, I don't, I don't understand how that happens. I don't, I don't understand it, but you know, like two people i guess were happy i don't understand how they're happy like i'm i'm that's the question i have how did that work where they were like oh yeah we're good it was something cool to do and and no big deal 
you know, like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. It, like, I guess in, like in the article, it, it's, it states, um, something about like personalities and something like that. Like, um, one of the, one of the couples, I think Mike, Mike had said that him, that his relationship with Marilyn was good. It was fine. I was like, let's, I, I'm just saying that if my husband refer to our relationship as fine like we would have we would have some issues right so he want he said that like he went on to say that he wanted you know that like i guess that magical that you know that like net super that next level and i'm like uh yeah so i guess suzanne and fritz totally about that and then mike and Marilyn's was not and he didn't want a fine uh-huh. marriage wow like, <laughs> but i mean I, I don't know maybe it's one of those thing i i don't know i just I was a little shocked. I was like, damn, Susan, like what, what you got working over there? But I, I, <laughs> Su- Suzanne knew how to pick it up, lay it down and reverse it. I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's the seventies. I don't know. And I'm, I did not live through that era. Was that era? Like that was like free love and stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I, I probably should have asked older people. Maybe like, all of the drugs were involved. All, all of the, of maybe all of the drugs. I don't know. That that also was not mentioned in the story. So again, if anybody wants to dive deep into this and and report back, I would be super appreciative because at this point in time, the only things that I'm researching is freaking like numerical coefficients and having to understand why numbers are rational and irrational. FYI, irrational numbers are not like numbers that are just crazy. Just case you were wondering <laughs> they okay. don't get therapy <laughs> no no okay this is also a psa to any like young people listening to this go to college and get your degree when you only have the only thing that you need to worry about is like your degree okay you don't have to worry about children and jobs and extracurricular activities okay like your brain will thank you later on because i am currently every day trying to do math homework and crying because I'm not that Asian and I don't do the <laughs> maths and I had to YouTube how to do long division with decimals because <laughs> I that's gotta not... be tough because that's like a big stereotype right like <laughs> trust me Tom I know it's, it, yeah it, it, it's one of those and everyone just is like but we're I'm like I know I'm Asian I'm aware I'm aware God it's like in your DNA right like yeah, you guys no, are no. <laughs> I'm telling you, telling you, God was like, nope, cannot give that one the ability to do math. She will be dangerous and the world cannot handle it if that one can do math. <laughs> but then, you know, again, I would not have the sparkling personality if I could do math, Tom. That's it was it was the trade-off. Sparkling personality and sarcasm or the ability to do math. Which one will get Susie farther in life? So see, I man. was in the same boat. They they said sparking personality speak Spanish, <laughs> you know. Let me tell you the, the 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 Mexican guy that doesn't speak Spanish, similar struggles, similar struggles. Fair enough. Fair. I mean, also the the Korean person who doesn't speak Korean. So I again on all fronts, on all fronts, <laughs> God knew I would just be too dangerous. The world could not handle Susie, but um, but yeah, so. That's that's my little that's my little PSA for for the year week month 
get get your degree while you're young, children, and not when you're 40 and having to try to YouTube how to do long division with decimals longhand. Okay, my math teacher is making us do all of the work without a calculator, which leads me to all of the tears because I'm all, I don't remember what I was supposed to do with decimals. There was, was a lifetime that, ago. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I haven't used a freaking, I haven't not used a calculator in math since like fifth grade. And then I, when I Googled the long division with the decimals, it popped up that it was fifth grade math, which made me feel even <laughs> so much better about myself, right? The 40 year old that is currently defeated by fifth grade math and like crying over it. Yeah, that it was, it was a great time this week. It was so good. It was so good. I loved it. That's why the bottle is right over your shoulder, like ready to go, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and that is another reason why I'm not drinking the bourbon is because I have math homework to finish. Uh, and, you know, and quizzes to do, and I cannot do those while trying to sober up because that was another issue is I apparently don't pay attention to numbers and I'm making dumb mistakes when like adding and like subtracting. And so I do all of the things correctly and I get the wrong answer. I'm all, <laughs> so much anger and so much. <sighs> Anyways. We're rooting for you because I, yeah. I too got my degree way later, you know, after my military stuff and it started as an engineering degree and it ended as a communications person, uh, public relations degree because the math was too damn much. So I, it started as, started as a business marketing degree. And then I looked at all of the math classes I would have to take and accounting classes. I was like, that's not what we're going to do. That's not what we're going to do. So we're getting, we're, we're getting a communications degree because I went to this, a, uh, I went to one of the counselors because they had to like, well, I went to UTSA and they had to like approve all your classes for engineering. And the guy just sat there and he was like really quiet. And he goes, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> and, and I was just like, excuse me, sir. He goes, why are you doing this? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you already have all these credits. Like why, why? I mean, are you, are you really hell bent on being an engineer? He's like, yeah, I think so. And he goes, you realize you could have like a degree like now, like, you know, there's something else you could do. Right. Like, and, and it was just, I was at first I was like, so like WTF, you know, like, right, right. and then I was like, you know what? He's right. And then like, I took a couple, I took a couple weeks and I was like, all right, whatever. And then I, I was like, that guy made sense. Let's, let's go, the, let's go the other way. But uh, yeah, he just flat out like, why are you doing this to yourself? And I just, I never felt so seen, you know, like, <laughs> You're like, oh, hell, I guess, thank you. Like what? Yeah. Like he yeah. knows I'm not that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting experience going back to college as a four year old versus what I did when I was of that college age. Now, granted, when I went to college, I was going to college and working three jobs while going to college and like living on my own. And then I could not you know, working through jobs and living on your own, you know, I'm like, I have enough gas and enough money in my account to only either get to work or <laughs> go to school. I do not have the gas and the money for the both. And so unfortunately it was, okay, well, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to go to work. So it was one of those where uh, like I, I did goof off a little bit, but I was working and then just, I just kept working. So, but now everyone's like, why are you going back to school, Susie? I'm like, for the dumbest reason ever, for personal <laughs> fulfillment. It's a stupid reason. Don't do it. But it's, it's one of those, like, I, I need to, and I, 
I don't really want to, but, and I don't even get credit for this math. Like it doesn't even fulfill the course requirement for the degree. Okay. Like, so just like punishment is what you're saying. Well, no, 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 no. So there's, there's two, there's two classes before the college algebra that fulfills a degree. Mm. Like, and I say this with all of the love in my heart for the, for the people, cause I am, I am, I am you. There's like the really dumb people math, the only kind of dumb people math, and then the college algebra that fulfills the requirement. And the class that I took in 90 million years ago when I went fulfills the first, first credit. So I was like, oh, maybe that math will, no, 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 that math, that math fulfilled the, the, the really stupid people. Now I'm taking the only kind of stupid people math for next semester so that I can take college algebra. So I have this semester <laughs> and next semester to do the maths and to cry. And hopefully I will never have to take math again. So fingers crossed. We're rooting for you. Fingers crossed. But yeah. So, so this is my, yeah, that's, that's, that is, that is that. But I'm going to end on an announcement um, that, that we, I say we, Shelby and I are going to have a meetup, some sort of live podcast, maybe something. I'm not quite sure. Um, but one of my, uh, one of our listeners reached out a couple of weeks ago and said, Hey, we, love the show. It was a, it was a gentleman that reached out to me. Well, I love your show. I love that, you know, female podcasting peoples and I've given it, I've shown it to my female friends that are Astros fans and manages a bar, loves the podcast. We would love for you to come out. I'm like, okay, well, I can't just randomly come out. I'm like, but we can, we can plan something like let's plan something. So <laughs> we have planned something guys. We have planned something. So, uh, I will put all of the actual details on, on our social medias and so on. Um, but it will be Sunday, March 26th at Brewski's in Stafford. Texas, Seriously? I, yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. I'll definitely be there. Oh, hooray. So if you guys come <laughs> out, you guys can also meet Tom see Tom. Um, but yeah, so I was like, I don't know where this is at, but my husband used to work the, used to be in charge of the Stafford, um, crime scene. So he's like, I know exactly where that's at. I'm like, oh, good. That's, 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 that's so good. So, uh, yeah, the Brewski's in Stafford from 11 AM to one. Odds are we probably hang out a little bit longer, but we will be there from 11 to one. Like you can, if for some reason that is what you choose to do on your Sunday mornings, come hang out, uh, meet Shelby and I, I promise I will only be mostly awkward. I won't be all the way awkward. Um, Tom apparently will be there as well. So I will put all of these details on our social medias as well. Um, we may or may not have merch. I'm not, if I get my shit together to, to do it, who knows? I do have these fun playing cards though. Tom, have you seen these? I did. Them? I think that was so dope. I need one signed. I, I, I need the graph. Oh, I, I feel very awkward, but I, I will do that. <laughs> Shelby's just signing her. I saw cards. that. She's like, yeah. no fear. Oh, Here you go, baby. Yeah. Well, but she was an athlete though. Like, so she's used to getting like giving autographs. I'm not used to giving autographs, but so, but I made these and I'm so excited about them. And, uh, but the stats on them make me happy. The stats make me happy on them. My skills are, are sarcasm and humor, slightly witty. The number of episodes recorded, that's not as, number of F-bombs dropped per episode, 6.9. Number of bourbons tried, nine. Number of bourbons enjoyed, zero. Favorite quote from a past episode, we all need an extra three inches, right? <laughs> and if, and that, that comes from that. 
<laughs> now that doesn't go on the playing card. I don't know what does. <laughs> that comes from our our episode where we talked about uh, the rule changes and and all of the new rule changes and the bigger bases and that the bigger bases will will be an extra three inch, three inches, and um that that yeah. So we will have we will have these baseball cards. Due to uh, inflation, have- everyone's getting an extra three inches this year per bourbons and baseball. Thank you. <laughs> But apparently not everybody, because Shelby doesn't want that. <laughs> oh my god! I see. I told y'all people this is it's a whole thing. Anyways, um, so we will end on that. Uh, Shelby and I will be there Sunday, March twenty sixth, um, from eleven to one. If you like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple. We are, we got back, we got back on the, the U.S. charts a couple of days ago. We we're on the Australia charts. I'm very excited about that. So we would, we would love for any of the reviews to happen. If you guys want to disagree with me, agree with me, however, chat me, chat us up. We love that. Um, but really only chat us up. Like if you want to talk about baseball, like don't slide into my DMs, like don't do that, but you can slide into my DMs and talk about baseball. Totally okay with that. Um, and with that, I will say uh, goodbye, Tom. Thank you again for hanging out with me for like an hour and a half. I'm very sorry I took up all your time. And I will put all of Tom's information in the bio as well. But Tom, tell us where we can find you. On Twitter, at Third Coast Tom, Astros Baseball Podcast, where everywhere you're going to find Susie Shelby at. Um, talking a lot of Astros Baseball. That's it's how we linked up. Uh, definitely just trying to get out there with everybody and enjoy our favorite Astros baseball team. For sure. For sure. So again, I will, I thank Tom for hanging out with us. I will put all of Tom's information in the episode description. Words are hard episode description. Um, so you guys can go follow him and Rob and their podcast as well. And with that, I will say goodbye and go Strohs. Thanks y'all.